Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. Welcome to November. It's November today. And you don't always say three, three, the three main college football months. You know, September starts the games. Everybody's excited. Everybody believes they're going to have a great season. Most of the big name teams uh, aren't playing huge games. You know, sometimes you might play a big opener, but most of the big name teams do well. There's not not too many huge September shocking things. It's just the start of the season. Then October rolls around, and now you start playing conference games. You start playing road conference games. Might get a few players hurt. Now you're not lining up with the same guys you did all during fall camp. In October, teams start losing. And then November rolls around, and always say the real losing starts in November. The games are tough. Uh, It's a war of attrition. Everybody's banged up. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's lost a star player here and there. It's all conference games, half of them on the road, some of against against your big rivals. November is when the real losing starts. So welcome to November. No, I think you're right. And it feels like November finally is cold. Um, it's been raining like a cow pissing on a flat rock all day. Um, yeah. You know, it, it finally feels like November. So that's that's a positive because I'm, I'm anxious for some cold. You know, I got tired of this uh, – it's 72 degrees all the time, and but the calendar is telling me it's late October. Something about that ain't right. Um, before we get into predictions, which which is what we do on Fridays, and we'll do those today, even though Alabama's not playing. Um, let's uh, let's talk about this Alabama scheduling Florida State thing for 25 and 26, and it's good. It's interesting because one of the years I think Alabama plays UCF or excuse me, USF, Florida State and Wisconsin, or is it USF, um, Florida State and West Virginia, whatever it is, it's a damn, that's a gauntlet. And uh, it tells you how the scheduling trends are, are, are now and what scheduling is going to look like in the future. And what it tells me is wins and losses are going to be less and less important. And perhaps that um, – they, they are anticipating the college football playoff going to eight teams. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I think it's reasonable to expect. I mean, I think it's coming. It's one of the reasons. I, you know, it, it's never that I'm just against the change or against improving. I just always fear this slippery slope. We went from two to four. I wasn't excited about it at all because I'm like, oh, great. Then it'll be eight. Then it'll be 16. And then we won't even recognize the sport anymore. You know, it's, it, it, and and, you know, I, I figured the eight was coming at some point and, you know, eventually, eventually what made college football so unique is going to be gone. And it's going to look like all the other sports with the 16 team playoff to determine the champion and the elimination of of cool football, college football tradition like bowl games, you know, will be a thing of the past. Yeah, and uh, some people like that. I don't. I think that um, I've said a million times on this podcast and every other outlet I'm on that I think the NCAA basketball tournament gets it wrong. I think there are too many teams in that thing. You allow a lot of teams that don't deserve a shot to play for a championship, a second chance or a third chance or even a fifth chance and tenth chance. I just don't like it. But all right, so, Jimmy, let's get into – some predictions now there really hadn't been a lot of other news you know obviously we addressed the joey gatewood stuff yesterday 
which you know kind of affects Alabama. We also talked about the NCAA and the the likeness and image thing yesterday. So I think we can sort of jump right on into predictions here. Um, it's not the greatest weekend for college football. No. There are two no. games featuring ranked teams um, on both sides. So that that kind of takes a little of the luster off. But I'm kind of looking forward to just hanging out and letting everybody else duke it Lose. for a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm not going to even bring up this uh, Texas San Antonio A&M game. I mean, it's a 38-point spread. But now I'll tell you a game that's sneaky interesting for reasons that don't involve bowl games or national importance, and that's Mississippi State-Arkansas. Yeah, agreed. Because these are two teams that kind of came into the year figuring they, they probably wouldn't be too good, and, and they were both correct. But I, I think both teams have been worse than than they worried than their fans worried. I mean, I, I, Arkansas were, was like, gosh, how could things be worse than they were last year? And I, I guess they're better this year than they were a year ago. It's kind of hard to tell, but it's it's fair for Arkansas fans to worry that they don't have the right guy. You know, it coach. I mean, they, they just haven't been even remotely competitive. Now they've gone like two years without winning an SEC game. Now here comes an opportunity for them to win an SEC game. This game's very winnable because Mississippi State has been so bad. I think we all saw the regression coming because Mississippi State had so many great dudes last year and they lost all those dudes to the NFL. And now they have very little dudes and really rely on the coaching, uh, w- which hasn't been good. And uh, gosh, two teams just sort of duking it out with with those those wet noodles you, you swim on in the pool. I mean, that's kind of what it, what it, what it looks like to me. And But I, I don't know who's going to win this game. I think – whoever wins the game is going to start feeling a little better about their program for maybe seven days. And whoever loses Arkansas, Mississippi state tomorrow, even though both coaches are in year two, whoever loses that game, I'm not saying their coach is going to be fired, but what that seat is going to get really warm for whoever loses tomorrow. All right, Jimmy, another game that's interesting. Um, I guess from a historical vantage point is Florida State Miami, which they come in with a combined record of eight and eight. Yeesh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, boy, what a new, what a new world. There's, uh, I watched a few minutes on ESPN Classic this morning of a Florida State Miami game from yesteryear, and I turned it on right when they were going over the starting lineups. Incredible amount of talent on the field for both teams, and. Gosh, those days are gone. Although, uh, in Miami's case, in one instance, they're probably glad they are. In the, in the Miami starting lineup was tight end Kellen Winslow Jr. And I was like, oof. Can't they go back on ESPN Classic and just sort of uh, delete parts of it? You know, because, wow, who, who saw his uh, future coming? Uh, but, yeah, Florida State Miami have just uh, a lack of dudes, uh, questionably coached. Uh, not big time. Who would, who would have ever guessed Florida State Miami would play, and and neither one would have a big name coach. I mean, wow, the both 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 programs floundering. But you got to figure just based on geography alone, uh, both will eventually be good again at some point. Yeah, probably around twenty five or twenty six. Um, <laughs> here's my upset pick of the week: Washington defeats Utah in Seattle. Uh, good call. I mean, I, you can definitely see it coming in the sense that 
Washington is expertly coached. They have good players. That there, there was some. I wouldn't say rebuilding so much as retooling. They lost a lot of starters from last year's team, but 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 probably recruit and coach as well as anybody in that league. So I can see it happening. I think Washington might even have more good players than Utah. But you know, if Utah was ever going to do it, this is their year. Uh, they returned a lot of players, a lot of people, including myself, had Utah as a real sleeper team for this season. And then they were they're kind of stunned by USC, uh, you know, earlier in the year. And, and, and what looking back on it is gets gets to be a bigger surprise all the time. But, uh, yeah, I could, I could definitely see Washington beating Utah and and knocking Utah out entirely of the playoff race could happen. But if Utah wins, if Utah wins on the road, it would be an impressive road win for maybe a borderline playoff worthy team, maybe. No, I'm right there with you. And, you know, I think what you could, what you're trying to say is Washington's going to be very stiff competition for Utah this weekend. And, you know, the folks at Roman, a men's health company, are changing the game with Roman swipes, the secret to longer lasting sex. Get $10 off your first order of swipes and free two day shipping at getroman.com slash locked on NFL. Swipe right. Swipe right or swipe left. I bet it works if you swipe left too. I mean, read I'm the directions carefully. I'd... Order this fantastic product and <laughs> that, then read the read the directions carefully. No, that I think that is a that's a good good bit of advice right there. I mean, I, I don't think it would have the reverse effect. I don't think it matters, but um, you certainly wouldn't want it to. Um, okay, here's my second upset pick of the week. And this is going to be something a lot of people choose, but I really wholeheartedly believe it. UAB beats Tennessee this weekend. You know, a month ago, I would a month ago I would I would almost want to run to Biloxi with my own hard-earned dollars and bet on UAB to beat Tennessee straight up. Now I'm not so sure. I think Tennessee has found its footing. I think it's going to be a really good game because Tennessee is sort of found themselves and, and are playing their best football of the year. The question is, is their best football of the year good enough to beat UAB? I, I'm going to say Tennessee wins simply because they have more players, more talent. What Bill Clark does at UAB every year, it astounds me he's not the national coach of the year each and every season. No one in college football wins more games with less talent than that guy. And how he has UAB at 6-1, and one, Again, after losing basically all their starters last year and replacing them with just more, just to be honest, extremely average college football players, it's amazing. And if UAB wins this game, Bill Clark should be in the SEC next season. I can't believe somebody like Mississippi State and Arkansas isn't clawing at his door right now, but I don't know what's going on with that. But it could easily be competitive. I could certainly see UAB winning the game. Uh, because I mean UAB six and one and Tennessee is not, uh, but uh, in the end I think Tennessee has more good players and and they're playing their best football of the season. My big upset pick number three is USC defeats Oregon this weekend. Oregon's only a four and a half point favorite at the Coliseum. USC seems to play a lot better at home, and um, I, I feel like they'll get the win just like they got the win over Utah. Well, I mean, I, I, that you get, you've got the Pac-12 being turned upside down. I mean, nobody says that this weekend's a big weekend. Uh, those two upsets hit, and you've turned the Pac-12 completely upside down. Hell, Cal could be playing for the Pac-12 championship if we uh, if you keep picking like this. <laughs> but it's very well, possible. Well, here's the thing, Jimmy. 
you have to turn the Pac-12 upside down to, to shake something out because otherwise it's a total pile of bunk. I mean, you have to turn <laughs> it upside down, shake it sideways. It's, it's just not a good league. It's a to me, I see it as it's like a competitively in the sense that kind of anybody can beat anybody on any given week. You don't really know what's going to happen. Everybody's pretty evenly matched. So there's some parity and there's some interesting games and some interesting players. But in the end, if your league is trying to get somebody in the playoff, the Pac-12 is just it's a huge fail. I mean, it's just a huge fail. They, they not only don't get someone to the playoff. They're not even like really close. So, yeah, it, no one's getting to the playoff. But uh, if you want some intrigue as to who the hell can possibly win games week to week, uh, I think Cecil Hurt one time tweeted, uh, you know, the Pac-12. It's like each each Sunday they just jumble it all up like a like a cross like a puzzle, and, because each week it's like new teams because week to week it's just different teams in, in terms of winning the game. So. It would continue uh, with your theme of, of upsets, and USC is extremely capable of beating Oregon. Oregon is good, but they are far from uh, you know from unbeatable. They they've 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 looked very good at times, look very beatable at other times. Uh, I could see USC winning. I really like the freshman quarterback Slovis. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Clay Helton can find enough wins to save his job, but but I doubt it. Okay, let's talk about the big game of the weekend uh, to wrap this up. That's court is, is going to be uh, Florida and Georgia. For some people, I guess it's Memphis and SMU. And really quickly, I'll predict Memphis to Memphis. win that game, but I, I, I'm not. I, I'm just not going to spend a lot of time on it. Our good Memphis buddy Reese Davis. Our good buddy Reese Davis will be there with game day, and I think he'll have a blast in Memphis. I think they will do it right, but. You know, frankly, in the long run, that game being on primetime at ABC tells me exactly how bad this weekend's games are. Um, so let's talk about Florida and Georgia because that is the biggest game of the weekend. And I guess specifically I want to find out who you think wins, but also who is – what's better – what's the better scenario for Alabama? Well, considering it, it seems to me, correct me if I'm wrong, it just seems to me whoever wins this game like wins the East. It, it, it's I, I'm sure that's not true just yet mathematically, but it, it it's it's very hard to imagine. Like for instance, I mean, if Florida loses, that's two conference losses. Georgia would have to lose three times for for Florida to get back in it. So that's not going to happen. So now, if Florida beats Georgia and they both have one loss uh, in the league. Uh, then, then I suppose, yeah. Oh no, they'd have two losses. That's right. So, yeah, whoever loses this game is is just out. So, so who does Alabama match up better with? I would say, you know, Florida is is, is what comes to mind. But I tell you what, of the four units that are put on the field in Florida, Georgia, Florida offense, Georgia offense, Florida defense, Georgia defense, the best unit of the four in my mind is Florida's defense. I think that's the best unit of the four. So maybe that's, if you're Alabama, who you want to avoid. But I don't know. Alabama's played in those really close games with Georgia. Georgia's not too intimidated of, of Alabama because of how close the games have been. So I think maybe the better matchup for Alabama is Florida. But these two teams look really similar to me, which is why it's going to be, I think, kind of tough to to pick the game. I, I like Mullen as a coach. I like Mullen as a game day coach. I think Florida's played better than Georgia. But I, I'm I'm ultimately settled on Georgia is going to win a very close game, 
by one or two plays because, in my opinion, Georgia has just more better players than Florida by one or two players. Georgia's just a better team. They make one or two extra plays, and Georgia wins a game maybe no by no more than a single score. Yeah, I, I I think everything in me says Georgia wins this game, but I guess I'm just on a streak of upsets. I'll pick Florida to win this game too. I, I think this is going to be Dan Mullen's coming out party. I mean, it, it, look, everybody already thinks he's a great coach anyway, but I think this is the game where he proves, okay, I'm I'm here now and you've got to deal with me. I mean, winning at home against an Auburn team uh, that, that was in the top ten, obviously, but it, it looks a little less – uh, sparkling right now. Um, right. Otherwise, he doesn't have a ton of other big wins on the resume since he's been at Florida. He hasn't been there very long. But I think this is going to be his uh, Georgia-Alabama blackout game um, where he's he doesn't beat the P out of them, but I think he, he beats them. I think he just out-schemes them, um, figures out a way to – um, utilize his best positions to the maximum ability. Whereas I feel like Georgia is still searching for some kind of identity. There's no wide receiver that they depend on there. Jake Fromm seems like a shell of his former self. DeAndre Swift isn't running as hard. I mean, he's, he's good. I mean, DeAndre Swift, I'd take him on my team right now. He doesn't seem to be running as hard. Um, the defense has some holes, even though they, shut out Kentucky recently. That was in a complete deluge. And um, I think Florida can get this done. And I do think uh, that the reason I want Georgia to win, though, I do want Georgia to win, is because if Alabama and Georgia – or, yeah, if Alabama and Georgia meet up for the SEC championship game, then that means Alabama is in first place in terms of number of appearances in the SEC championship game. If Alabama and Florida go, they remain tied for the number of place times oh, they've been to the SEC championship game. So I kind of want Alabama to get that little feather in the cap. Very interesting. Well, loser Florida Georgia is out of the playoff race. Uh, it'll be a second loss. It'll be a second conference loss, as we said, which is going to make it virtually impossible for the loser to climb back above the winner of this game. Uh, so it, it really is for the SEC East championship and and and, and potentially Alabama or LSU's opponent. Uh, so it, it's filled with intrigue and interest. In the end, I think Jake Fromm reminds everybody, hey, maybe I don't have the receivers I've had when I was a freshman, a sophomore, but I'm still pretty good. And in the end, I take Fromm, as much as I like as much as I like Mullen over Kirby, I like Fromm over Trask. And I think ultimately uh, that's uh, that's why Georgia wins the game. One or two plays that Florida doesn't make uh, and, and Fromm does, and Georgia wins something like 24-21. Okay, I get what you're saying there. I think, though, by that logic, you could also say in 2009, I love Tim Tebow over Greg McElroy. <laughs> and um, I, I, and I think everybody right. would agree with that. You would have um, been but, right, but yeah. Alabama won the game. Yep. Yeah, and Florida doesn't have Julio Jones and um, a couple of those other dudes, Marcel Darius and Mark Ingram and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, just so but, broke at wide receiver. They don't even have the younger brother of Alabama receivers anymore. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I just I, – I think this is going to be – a big win for Dan Mullen this weekend. I am excited about that one, but um, 
I'm a little bummed about this weekend because, yeah. I, I mean, I, I like to get up and look forward to games. And this weekend, there's, you know, you look, you watch that one, and then sort of Saturday, I, I guess I'll go Check see Joker out. or something. 11 a.m. Now I've done the same thing. What I do is probably like like all the rest of you. I'll look at I'll look at the layout of of games. Who's kicking off? You know, obviously get up, watch game day, eight to eleven. That's great. Every single week, love that. Great way to kick off your college football day. Then you look at the eleven o'clock games. Okay, what? Even though you're probably going to flip around, you know, there needs to be one game that's the primary focus. What's the best game? You know what the best game at 11 a.m. is? But I mean, it really is to me. It's almost. It, this is so bad, and it's almost inarguable. But the best game is NC State at Wake Forest. I'm not Yikes. Kidding. I'm not kidding. That's a game I'm watching at 11, and, I, and I, I hate myself for it, that I can't come up with something better to do. But I, I guess I'm going to watch NC State at Wake Forest at 11, and then, of course, Georgia-Florida 2.30. I mean, the 2.30 games – uh, we'll start in Georgia, Florida, clearly the best. I am going to flip over to Mississippi State, Arkansas, because I'm curious as to who loses. There's a game I'm curious as to who loses more than I'm curious as to who wins, uh, Mississippi State, Arkansas. But Georgia, Florida is is no doubt the game of the day for Southern fans, and, and it's it's the best game of, of matchup of ranked teams, and whoever wins, wins the East. So Georgia, Florida is good, but, but then the primetime comes around, and I, you know, obviously I'm interested in Memphis SMU. I'm probably going to primarily watch uh, USC and Oregon for the uh, for the primetime game. So it's yeah, not exactly a, a lineup of uh, a lineup of barn burners. Now the next week, obviously, it all changed. Next week's one of the best weekends of the year. Yeah, and that's what we will talk about next week. Is a lot of Alabama Lots LSU and of Alabama we'll, LSU. We'll break it down. Breaking it down, baby. Breaking it down like uh, enzymes. Is that what enzymes do? Do they break down stuff? I don't know. Enzymes break down. Uh, uh, cars break down. <clears throat> Breaking it down like Ridex. How about that? Isn't Ridex what you put in your septic tank? I'm no plumber. Uh, you know what? I think what we've learned most of all through this podcast is we're just not very smart. <laughs> Everybody's already learned that. That's why they keep they keep coming back. They're hopeful. Well, they keep coming back. I think think the best factoid, I was unaware of that Alabama and Florida are tied for most appearances in the SEC championship game. I didn't know that. Yeah, I got educated here on locked on Bama that that's that I'm not surprised to learn it, but but that's interesting. No, it, it, I think, uh, in fact, I'll look it up really quickly. I want to say they both have like 13 appearances or something. But, um, um, yeah, it's it's something – it's a stupid factoid probably. But, I, um, you know, I just I just think it's uh, – It would have had to have been. I mean, no, number of times – it, number of times is um, – oh, oh the, these are the matchup. The, in Alabama, Florida, of course, is the matchup that's hap- happened the most often. The most. Too. Sure. Yeah, I mean – that's without a doubt. Um, gosh, it doesn't even have them here, but I'll, I'll – yeah, it does. Uh, Florida and Alabama, I said 13. They're both tied with 12. 12. So yep. – Who do you think – who do you think's third, just throwing this out there for anybody still listening? Uh, is it Tennessee? Nope. Georgia was seven. Wow. And then who do you think's fourth? That, uh, Tennessee. Auburn was six. Who do you think's fifth? Tennessee, Tennessee and LSU with five each, and then 
Arkansas with three, Missouri with two, and Mississippi State, South Carolina, one each. Kentucky, Ole Miss, A&M, and Vanderbilt obviously have not played. But, um, yeah, wow, and Alabama's State. record. Mississippi State with three is a bit surprising. You know, who I do you think remember has I, the best? Who do you think has the best record in the uh, in the, in in the SEC championship? Winning percentage. Winning percentage, yeah. LSU. LSU with eighty percent. They're they're they've won four out of five. Alabama's second though with uh, you know they've won eight of twelve. And that's considering that's pretty good. That's ridiculous considering. Um, I guess the 08 Florida team we played won a national championship. The uh, was it the ninety? Which Florida team won a national championship? It wasn't the ninety four team. They played. Yeah, it was the ninety four team yeah, that won a national championship. So uh, the ninety four. Fl- no, did they? Yeah, ninety four. The Florida team. Yeah, that, it, it was, was, that was four years. It was ninety six when they got the hell beat out of them by Nebraska. They did. I think ninety four. And we played that team too. National championship. We played. We that did, team. and we lost. We lost ninety four uh, because of we didn't go for two when we scored yeah. a late touchdown. That was yeah, a big that factor. Was, in that was a Gene loss. Stallings not using his abacus moment for sure. <laughs> Ninety six, they sort of whipped us pretty good. That was yeah. a Freddie Kitchens uh, quarterback Alabama team in '96 uh, when we lost pretty good, something like forty five thirty. We got was, we yeah, got whipped thirty. Yep, I was there. I was there for it. It was uh, it was something else. All right, buddy. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this one. Everybody have a great, great roll tide weekend. Roll tide.